0: Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend David Hawker and I got together to talk about how X is for XOXO Gossip Girl and other teen dramas. We talked about the evolution of teen vampires, how Sarah Michelle Gellar can truly do it all, and guess some pretty outrageous CW plotlines. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show!
1: Hi David! Hey, Adam. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, my my sparkly little butterfly? I'm doing pretty well today. It's a little rainy out, but I get to talk about nonsense, so this is great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am so excited to talk about nonsense with you because I feel like you are the perfect recipe of kind of left brain, right brain, where uh, you are a brilliant, brilliant mind, and a lot of that mind is full of kind of these nonsense things so i think we're gonna have a great conversation about gossip girl teen dramas and the like
1: i think so too um <laughs> the upside and downside is that that real smart brain forgets a lot of really important details that <laughs> everyone else is good at remembering so i'm gonna forget a lot of names and i'm gonna okay. describe them that is okay we
0: have the power of the internet here to um to handle all the names that we forget Um, But before we dive into our topic, I always like to ask our guests that come on if they remember how we met each other. So do you remember when we met?
1: It was at a, I don't know if it was a birthday party, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely a party at our friend James and Daniel's house. And Mm -hmm. all I remember is that it was Hawaiian shirt themed. (gasps) i don't think i knew about that so i didn't have a hawaiian shirt (laughs) oh my god you are i think you're right about that i forgot that they had that yeah yeah and i think that did you design those shirts i think we were just handed a whole bunch of shirts that you made oh actually that's probably very true (laughs) yeah (laughs) they are like don't worry we're ready opens closet lots of stuff
0: yeah, oh my God, I forgot because I had Lewis on here and he was saying that, yeah, we all met at a party. And I, yeah, you're right. I think it was like the um, Hawaiian shirt party. And I remember mm. talking to you and discovering that not only are you like absolutely beautiful because like, duh, hello, but then you also are like a super smart scientist man. It's just so fun to me because like, obvious, like all of our friends are like, photographers or like interior decorators or like party planners i'm like a designer and then you are full-on like a brain scientist and it's just really fun to think about <laughs> you know we always find common ground it's fine yeah exactly exactly yeah. and today our common ground is obviously about gossip girl and or other teen dramas um so before we talk specifically about our letter. Um, I always like to take a step back, you know, take a whole horizon in view. What do you think makes, like, a good teen drama show or, like, or like the like? Like,
1: what was what the recipe for making something so great? I've been thinking a lot about this, and I wish, like, my science brain really wants to hand you, like, this is the formula. <laughs> yes. I <have> found it. <laughs> but I... I don't know, I always felt like it was a little, like, it fell flat in my brain when I'm like, oh, hot young people doing (laughs) either dumb, (laughs) ridiculous, or fantasy things with Mm -hmm. equally hot parents Mm -hmm. where the age gap is not realistic. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's my recipe. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, I think
0: it's like the recipe is, yeah, you have a bunch of pretty people, um, probably in, like, high school, even though they're all, like, late 20s um, in real life um, definitely look that way and then there's some added element of like deception murder <laughs> um, like you have to run away or like um, like betrayal in some way and yeah. the, the, the I feel like the good recipe is when it's all of those things at once
1: mm-hmm. but it, it should never be real like natural drama it should always be constructed fictitious drama from another character like it has to feel engineered in some way if you'd be like oh okay i like this i'm detached from this and i like this
0: yeah (laughs)
1: totally (laughs)
0: totally and so i mean
1: obviously gossip
0: girl does all of that now full for full transparency here you are not a big gossip girl girl Um, But you do love the teen dramas. So that's why I brought you on here to talk about that whole thing.
1: You are a Buffy girl, correct? I really loved Buffy and all other, like, uh, the vampire fantasy arc that our (laughs) generation fell into. It's like, oh, well, if there's a vampire in it, sure. (laughs) That's definitely what I would just do for clickbait. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right i'm not a huge gossip girl fan but you convinced me that i should go back and you know like <laughs> learn my history my cw history and there were some bonkers things in it mm-hmm. but it was still very very engaging yeah <laughs> and i have to confess like the buffy world is there's there's super fans i'm not mm-hmm. a super fan it just falls into my vampire canon <laughs>
0: hmm So what did you think of... So so we have, like, generations of vampires, right? So we have the Buffy, we have the True Blood, and then the Twilight. So Mm -hmm. what do you think is this vampire evolution?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, all the best ones were still teen drama-focused, or, like, (laughs) at least young people. I think (laughs) Sookie Stackhouse, not even being a vampire in True Blood, is, like, the (laughs) youngest one from that blip. But, like they were all high school era like i tried to go back and just remember names and lineages from the vampire diaries oh my that god is a mind, it's a mind-blowing universe of
0: details yes yes but, giovanni yeah. often quotes that um vampire diaries that's the one with like nina dobrev and like ian sommerholder right sure sure names um, um yeah right um describe their bangs <laughs> Ooh, she has um a very small face with long brown hair. Yeah, like straight. Yeah, so that's Nina Dobrev. And um oh. Giovanni always says that she's a fantastic crier and that um they like utilize that a lot in that franchise of vampire diaries. Oh
1: that's yeah, that's good to know. And I at first I was like, oh, are they Are there visuals getting streamlined in some way? But Mm -hmm. Twilight is this weird, crazy blip where, Mm -hmm. like, white powder makeup was used (laughs) to the extreme so that everyone looks, like, a little bleached. (laughs) So it's not that. Yeah. Um, But then also
0: the introduction of glitter into the Twilight universe, which, you know, I'm a big fan of glitter. um, But I don't feel like it really um, fit into, like, the sad gray Seattle world.
1: even when they try and spin it with quotes like this is the skin of a killer bella i <laughs> see like glimmering it just couldn't bring it couldn't bring the depth that glitter reflected away from us it's like nope this is shiny and ridiculous
0: ah oh, that's so yeah. good yeah <laughs> that, yeah i guess i forgot how much vampires were really um a thing and still continue to be like there's even like a vampire new movie coming out with Nicolas Cage where he plays Dracula um of course there's like there's an interview with a vampire wow vampires are really everywhere and i thought they were like the thing for like um for like the that twilight era then they went away but no for, for, forever just, living
1: like a true vampire they just yeah they're hanging on like um i don't know if you saw the new interview with a vampire series on AMC <gasps> no it was good, good. Oh, it's very gay. <laughs> Extremely gay. Um, and that's one that I think, I forget when the Anne Rice novel came out, but it feels mm. very much before our time. Mm-hmm. But they kind of revamped it and made it into <sighs> something a little bit more for this generation. Mm. And it's overtly sexual. The story's awesome. I, I guess it's because you can always repackage it to fit whatever's going on yeah. at the time. That might be why it works so well. It's timeless, just like them.
0: There you go. Um, also, yeah, gay vampires. Always, always the theme. What we do with the shadows, they're all gay. <laughs> um, I, I guess um, when we say we wanted more representation in media, I guess they were just like, well, here are some
1: vampires. They can do literally anything. Tell any <laughs> yeah. story you want. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so speaking of doing any story that they want, I tend to find that there are, like, two realms of, like, the teenage dramas. Um but obviously, like they have a Venn diagram, and there's a meat in the middle. But I tend to see it as like there's a fantasy versus like a teenage soap opera. So essentially, like yeah, like your Buffy versus your Gossip Girl. Um, do you tend to you tend to gravitate towards what I'm assuming? I gravitate towards the the more fantasy side, like the yeah. Sabrina, the teenage witch of them all. <gasps>
1: yeah.
0: Okay, so Sabrina. The two different types of Sabrina in the world right now. We have uh, Caroline Ray, Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina, which is my favorite because it has marabou cuffs on everything. And then there's kind of the Riverdaleified Sabrina with all the darkness. So,
1: w- w- what's your vibe on that? I mean, how can you choose? It's you know, <laughs> they're so they're so very different. I yeah. I'm also I'm very endeared to the original one because mm-hmm, of the yeah. animatronic black cat Salem oh so good that was I don't know why that was always so perfect and the fact that she solved an entire problem with making an epic-sized flan like that was a plot (laughs) to be a plot device to make a giant (laughs) flan was so perfect
0: (laughs) oh you're right it's so good I remember so um Sabrina the Teenage Witch was like a binge show for me the original with um in like the last like five years when I was like making a, I think like my second collection, my second fashion collection. And it is so like weird, campy of a show, but it still holds up, I think in a huge way just because it's so silly and timeless. And then when I tried to watch the new Sabrina, I was literally just like, but where's the talking cat? Like I miss the talking cat.
1: Yeah, why is not the bickering between the ants fun anymore they're just <laughs> with <know>. each other <laughs> know. although
0: the bone structure on the the ants in the in the the new adventures of sabrina
1: amazing oh. bone structure my god yeah i know got that harry potter money <laughs> Truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> no you're right and it's the new one is so visually like perfect in what it's mm-hmm. trying to pull off i love that aspect of it yeah and then even as it gets a little bit off the rails as as it goes on. I didn't even finish it, honestly, because it got a little out of hand. I'm like, I can't follow it anymore. You met the devil. You have a doppelganger. The devil's also (laughs) hot and Australian, and he has, like, a usurper. It's like, okay, I'm saturated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I tend to find that those, like, teenage dramas have, like, a jump the shark moment, um, and it's whether or not you're riding that wave with them. Um, and sometimes I can't get into it, but um, other other times I definitely can. And I feel like this is where um, I ask you about your one true love, which is Buffy.
1: Oof. You know, it's one of those that I need to go back to because we have a mutual friend who is one of the super fans, <gasps> and I've been asking him to guide me towards his favorite episodes because it's <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched them. Mm-hmm. Um I was it's funny of, of all my love of the vampire stuff, I really loved the werewolf character. Seth green's <laughs> character was a werewolf in it. And he was just like kind of nerdy. And I I feel like he was getting into trouble a lot. I don't know, he has like mm-hmm. a sidekick vibe, and I love sidekick vibes. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's a it's not a mainstream answer. I loved the non-vampire character in a vampire, in a vampire series. I love that. Wait, okay, so
0: I, in in true vulnerability, I have never seen Buffy. The only thing I know about Buffy is Sarah Michelle Gellar, or as I like to call her, Sarah Gellar. Um, so can you give me a brief, like, synopsis about what the
1: vibe is, and who is she slaying? She's slaying everything. She's <laughs> having it all. <laughs> the five-second version, you have an overworked teenager who magically manages to go to school have a like a third shift job of killing things and full social life and is never tired and meets (laughs) other people that are having the same problems as her (laughs) yes
0: all right yeah sounds like a recipe for a teenage drama if i've ever heard one
1: it's got all the right bits but it was also it was the camp it's the right level of camp too, kind of mm-hmm. like the other stuff. Yeah. Like the um, the special effects were really wonky and mm-hmm. like gnarled. They were super funny, but it also didn't take itself too seriously at times. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was like very on the nose with what it was trying to say. Um, so you could kind of ebb and flow with that in terms of yeah. like, oh, this is topical. Oh, this is nonsense. I can put it on as background noise. But yeah, the general vibe was she was killing lots of vampires. Then it turns out the job wasn't that. Cut and dry. She falls <laughs> in love with vampires, plural. Of course. Um, someone tries to take her job as another slayer, but maybe she's also important. <gasps> and then just everything in between. She meets, she has a witch friend, a werewolf friend, a problematic friend. It oh, just keeps course. going.
0: And yeah. so, what I know about Buffy is that um, the fan base is typically gay men and like girl nerds. And do do, you, like, uh, how could you enlighten me on why that would be?
1: Ooh, well, it's, I feel like it's kind of a tricky one, not to talk about now, but the whole that whole series has been cast in a slightly different light since like mm. a lot of the comments Joss Whedon has and a lot of experiences actors have had with Joss Whedon over the past like decade have come about but it's mm. painted a lot of his originally very ultra feminist ideas put mm. out into this contrasted with his very non-feminist behavior misogynistic uh, behavior okay so the fan base is like kind of split some people are ultra for it ultra against it but I think it attracted like maybe some of the female nerds because like you had this empowered woman again having it all jokingly Mm -hmm. but um they could deal with stuff that women faced in this like bizarro abstracted world where Mm. you weren't touching on it directly but people who experienced it understood it so i feel like girl nerd can hit it um and then I think the gay community probably just loves it because it was so campy and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it has that camp element that's so easy to dive into. Yeah.
0: I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, the queen of that. Um, like, uh, she, she's... <laughs> she's. I feel like mainly probably because of uh, Buffy, like, cultivated this, like, gay audience, and she's just giving them everything that they want. Um, her in Scooby-Doo is, like just so there's so many layers of camp there i feel like everyone is like oh it's a kid's movie it's a kid's movie whatever when you see what they're doing in there it's all commentary it's all like they're totally aware of all the camp that they're putting on and um oh i just love her so much and she's having a big like revival right now
1: well oh, i i can't remember why i get a bad memory but this is also like in my periphery yeah she's got something coming out soon right Yeah, she's in a, she was just in that
0: movie Do Revenge as like the headmaster of this um, like Clueless-esque, Heathers-esque high school. Um, But now I believe she has like a series out. Um, So I think she's being welcomed back
1: into television in a big way. And you know, you just got me to think about it. Another key element of teen drama is constant outfit changes (gasps) as, yeah as, like, useful parts of the story. I feel like Buffy's outfits told a big story. Like, there's this very iconic episode where she comes in in this, like, white dress, and, like, it's a huge, like, arc in the show, and everyone knows that dress. And, in fact, you and I went to a Halloween party, and I dressed as that. He said, David, you're a very pretty man. but you make a very ugly woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what that was. Okay, great. That's that dress. Great. <laughs> there we are also it was a very bad dress that I fit
0: well that was a really funny party because so we we did like um for Halloween we did like you know a precursor at James Mm and Dan's because we always hang out at James and Dan's um Mm -hmm. and everyone had to come in like a as like a female horror like or female like spooky star Mm -hmm. and I scream queen right scream queen there you go thank you yeah I showed up as uh Natalie Portman in Black Swan which let me tell you Um, going on the subway in nothing but a leotard with, like, a trench coat, because I was super into a trench coat. You look sketchy. I'll say that. Everyone was like, oh, is he about to flash me? Um, But I'm like, no, I'm obviously (laughs) just um, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Yeah, and then you were... So you were Buffy, and um, Dan was... uh, from Jawbreakers. Oh, I'm I'm Rose McGowan in Heartbreakers in like full drag. Um, Lewis, your partner was Sigourney Weaver. Um,
1: <sighs> in like that, <laughs> so good. that that Ghostbusters, yeah, and the Ghostbusters Beautiful. like
0: orange satin. Um, Colin, who is the sister of Laurel, who was on the podcast, um, was uh Jason's mom from uh halloween yeah yeah and it was just we were a cacophony of um not the prettiest women but going for just like that that vibe and um yeah so now i'm happy that i kind of understand a little bit more what you were dressed as
1: (laughs) yeah we definitely felt like we were the art kid table that, deli- that that under we understood the brief, <laughs>
0: but yeah, we yeah, tried like, our best. It's like yeah, you we we weren't really trying to be sexy. We we were um, just trying to you know uh, do the assignment. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, we we talked about our, our your Buffy awakening. Um, and I will say that my kind of big awakening to like the teen drama of it all, I think was, uh, Gossip Girl, which our episode is named after. And, um, I think it's truly because I was obsessed with Blake Lively. Can you believe that, David, that I'm
1: obsessed with Blake Lively? I wonder (laughs) if you could do a word count of how many times you've mentioned her name on this series.
0: I think that, um... From that alone, if I had to take a shot, it would—I um, would be comatose. If I had to take a shot every time I simply brought up *Age of Adeline* to you guys, um, I would be like ten feet underground right mm-hmm. now. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I was obsessed with like Lively because of *Sister the Traveling Pants*, and then it was like, oh, she's in this like new series where the um, trailer was her just walking through Grand Central Station, and I was mm-hmm. like. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Hair's flowing. Nose job freshly done. She looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to watch the show. Um, And then I like didn't it was like too adult for me when I was in like middle school. But then you best believe when I got to high school, I binged the hell out of that show. (laughs) Um, And it was so wild. But you, you were not a gossip girl. Uh, a gossip girl girl but you like recently watched it because of me
1: I so I have it turns out when you admit to people you have not seen this show <laughs> it's you know you get a range of responses <laughs> like I have this friend who um, I mean she's an she's like a pro bono lawyer and she's very serious all the time and I told her she's like that's my absolute favorite show she's actually a really great actress I don't understand why you've never watched it it was my entire like I did this with my roommate for years. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> so, I felt like I should give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched six episodes. Ooh, very um, brave. Season one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned some spoilers. And I mm-hmm. did watch because I wanted to compare and contrast. I watched the first episode of the brand new one. And <gasps> oof, oof, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm. We should get into it, but okay. There's some things that I really like and hate about the new one too. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So with, with fresh eyes, let's have a fresh take on the first six episodes of Gossip Girl. What What were you thinking?
1: What What are some immediate vibes we're getting? I guess to contextualize it, that 2007 to like 2012 was like. Mm-hmm. The moment that music solidified in my brain because <laughs> I was the end of college, beginning of grad school. Mm-hmm. So it just threw me back. I'm like, oh yeah, that Peter Bjorn song. And it like starts up the whistly song. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm hooked. But the first episode for me had so many gems in it. Like the, mm-hmm. the one that I really remember the most is everyone took public transit in the first episode mm-hmm. as wealthy kids. Like there was a scuffle on a on an MTA bus and I'm like, wait, <laughs> this is the pilot, like have your stuff together, no way. And then it did get phased out, but I love <laughs> that a huge iconic moment is her coming in on public transit on the Long <gasps> Island Rail or the Metro North. North that's what it was. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, okay. And it did, and you're right, seeing her in Grand Central, you're like, oh, so great. Yeah, <laughs> But they took public transit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that was a big one for me the the other thing and this is just because i was of that time Mm -hmm. phones phone diversity (gasps) yes a lot of phone diversity Mm -hmm. like active blackberry users Mm -hmm. they had a motorola razor which was my favorite phone that i still Uh, have
0: i wanted one so badly
1: because of that because of that show Uh, I will
0: say the the, the phone action in Gossip Girl is pretty amazing because so everyone knows that they're texting, but mainly it's like texting was kind of like new ish. So everyone's like on the phone all the time. And so um, a drinking game that I think that everyone should play is uh, you drink every time someone is on the phone talking to someone and they end the call with, I have to go. And then they hang up the phone. <laughs> you will be like wasted by like episode three. It's just a, a lot of just like, oh, I'm not supposed to be talking to you. I have to go. And I'll tell you about it later. Mystery, mystery. With a dramatic
1: turn left. So yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always, always. yeah.
0: Yeah, so Gossip Girl is, like, pretty crazy because it's, like, this, it's, like, one of the big shows that kind of, like, was a window into, like, the quote-unquote, like, upper crust of, like, society through, like, a teen lens. Um, and was all about, like, being, like, salacious and, and sexy and being, like, way adult, way more adult than you are. Um,
1: and it, it, it's, it's wild to me what also this was a later episode i think when they mm-hmm. had the sleepover mm-hmm. and they're like okay i mean i know it's like gonna be extravagant but again like something that like prickled me like everyone's drinking martinis as 14 <laughs> or 15 year old girls i'm like <laughs> yes. that's heavy drink don't yeah. tell me you're drinking martinis right now
0: <laughs> but it's also like for they're supposed to be yeah like 14 but they're definitely like mid to late 20s like leighton meester and blake Lively do not look that young and certainly, mm-hmm. Penn Badgley as um, as Dan Humphreys does not look like he's in high school. Not with those sideburns
1: and that shaved head. Dan Humphreys, that name has been really tricky for me to remember. So I've had to create like code names for people. And my code name is also wrong because I, I'm like, oh, swim fan. And my partner, Lewis, is like, no, that. No, you're thinking of something different. I'm like, no, swim fan because like he was a creep. And Lewis is like, nope, that is a very different story about a girl stalker. You're thinking about another thing where he is a boy stalker. <laughs> <laughs> so he's swim fan for me. Swim fan, and then do what are the other code names that you came up with? Serena and Blair are easy to remember, but Serena's last name is too many syllables. I think Van Der yeah. Woodson, Vander Woodson. Like... Vander
0: Woodson, which is not a yeah. a common name. It I think it's supposed yeah. to be like a makeup, like made up, like uppity name. But Van, like I could understand like Van Woodson, or like Vander Woods, or Vander Woods. V- mm-hmm. Vander Woodson is um, it, it's just one step too many.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's um, the deep because I think it's Nate. Is that mm-hmm. Blair's uh, boyfriend? Yeah. He plays another character on this again fantasy show called The Boys, and he is Oh, you're really Chase
0: oh, Crawford. Chase Crawford.
1: Yeah. A really pretty, really dumb character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who kind of looks like a Ken doll. Like there's something about his like
0: <gasps> mm-hmm. eye to
1: like head ratio that he's just like, yeah. It's a very weird like kind of cartoonish fake face that's still very pretty
0: yeah it's like i feel like gossip girl was kind of eh, kind of in like the one tree hill small villa of it all where it's just like let's just get really hot people in like their late 20s to be these hot teenagers um Mm -hmm. and then we'll make everyone really insecure about who they are in high school
1: (laughs) yeah and that aged super well for us (laughs)
0: yeah totally totally (laughs) um okay so um spoiler
1: alert so do you know who
0: gossip girl
1: is i do only because i watched the new episode the new season i watched <gasps> the new reboot and i'm kind of bummed that i learned I don't know <laughs> I know. anything about how it happened i'm just like okay well it's that person
0: <laughs> well it, it's so funny because like from season one to like the last season and then to the the current day it is a candy land of storylines where it just ebbs and flows and people people get murdered people get married people get divorced there's drugs there's mi- like a per- like there's uh, guest stars that come in and think that like they assume different identities and it's <laughs> truly like every single thing in a teenage drama that you need but all under the guise of like they're in high school and then they go to college, <laughs> but like they're still really connected to their high school and then like society. It's crazy. Yeah. It, 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 um, is a thing that if you were to like pop into like season four,
1: like episode 10, you'd be like, What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I thought about cheating and just watching like highlights, so I'll be like, Oh, <laughs> I'll sound smart, I'll talk about this, but I don't think I can actually follow what's going Mm-mm. on. Like, no, there's I no, I heard way. that the big. S- I heard that the big season one cliffhanger surprise is that Serena murdered someone, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later someone told me, and I forget, maybe I'm just like making this up, but was someone claiming to be European royalty at one point? Like was mm-hmm. someone- <laughs> there, Yep, like, certainly
0: true. Not going to click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's it's um what we call unhinged. Um, and it's definitely um, the writers were like, let's just throw anything at the wall because uh, they know the fan base was so diehard that they would just watch anything. Um, I will say that my favorite character in all of Gossip Girl, which uh, you did not get to, is uh, Michelle Trachtenberg's character, um, which oh my god, let me let me pull I'm up, look this up Georgina. Okay, so. Michelle Trachtenberg played this girl named Georgina who is kind of like the super bad influence um, to Blake Lively's character. And she is just like evil, evil mean society girl. And she's brilliant because she has jet black. They dyed her hair like jet black. She has like the eyeliner that goes all the way around like it did in the like 2000s. And she's just evil, manipulative girl, and she plays it so well. Coming from like Michelle Trachtenberg in like Ice Princess to Georgina in Gossip Girl, I'm like, I'm like, this girl can do anything. This girl can do anything.
1: Huh? Okay, so I have questions. Yes. I also have my own favorite character so far, but first okay. I have questions. Yes, um, is Georgina from High Society? Did she come with money?
0: hmm She's yes. playing it
1: from the inside. Yeah, she's playing it from the inside, yeah. Okay, ooh, okay. Because, like, her look feels very, like, no, I'm coming in just, like, Dan or Swim Van, and I'm gonna just do my thing, but okay. Mm-hmm.
0: No, she is, she was, like, um, uh, Blake Lively's like, best friend until, like, things went south. Ah. And, like, Blake Lively's trying to forget it, but Georgina won't let her.
1: Is her family well-liked in the community?
0: Ooh, I don't actually know. I know that everyone is like, oh, Georgina, all the kids are like, ooh, Georgina's bad news, but all the parents really like Georgina.
1: Oh, okay, because I have this theory. Not a theory. It's just, (laughs) since I had not watched this, Mm -hmm. but I had watched Bridgerton, I'm like, this this, mm -hmm. it's the same show. (laughs) People are like (laughs) setting up their young, rich, children to secure financial relationships with the parents mm. <laughs> in high society
0: <laughs> there's That's also outcasts true. so
1: i was yeah. like what if georgina like she's on the out now
0: out. yeah and, and there's a, many a masquerade ball and I, there's probably a bridgerton themed episode or like um yeah like that type of theme ball in a Gossip Girl. So I'm going to say... I've already seen a masquerade ball. Yes, yeah, of story. course I <laughs> Okay, so having um, watched the beginning of the original, and then watching the beginning of the reboot, what do you think? Because I tried to watch the reboot, and I probably got only one or two episodes farther than you. Um, okay. And it, it's, it's a bit rough.
1: <laughs> so... I actually am way more engaged with it. Okay. Yeah, so I can, each show is going to be problematic in its own way. Mm -hmm. At least like theirs gets hindsight. Like at least old Gossip Girl, you can say oh, that was problematic from 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. But this one, like you should know that teachers trolling students is a bad idea. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Like that's going to age horribly. But in the moment, I'm like Mm -hmm. i'm also afraid of young people i'm so (laughs) so happy that they took that power but i'm like no that's not gonna end well you're gonna like you're gonna bully a student someone's gonna die Mm it's gonna be bad (laughs) yeah Uh, um but i love that power dynamic that like the kids run the school and these teachers are just like fighting to get by Mm -hmm. um the style is updated so i think that's kind of engaging Mm -hmm. yeah haircuts are very different yes haircuts are very good shaved heads Mm -hmm. The, the multicolor hmm um but that's about as much as i'm engaged with it i just liked the idea yeah. of teachers being a little bit maniacal <laughs> also is, yeah. is the blonde the sister is that dan's sister the same the actor blonde dan's sister blonde teacher who's like kind of spearheading everything oh the one is who looks like carly actress? ray Jepsen. yeah
0: no that's a different actress Okay, it's so funny to me because um, so you're talking about Jenny, um, Dan's Mm -hmm. sister, and I forget Jenny in season one is very demure, very um, fresh faced. As she goes on, um, she becomes what Taylor Momsen, the actress, was doing during that time, which was she um, became a she was trying to be a rock star, and so Mm. she gets real edgy and she does like the her eyeliner and um and um oh my god eyeshadow just gets bigger and bigger and she (laughs) does like the raccoon eye thing and she becomes a pretty big villain i have to warn you
1: david i I, you you, they planted that seed early she's Mm -hmm. got plastic written all over her Mm -hmm. from the beginning you see she's got the edge i yeah you can feel it coming i will say that
0: (laughs) i will i will say jenny's arc is a really fun one But it's really the progression of her mascara, eyeliner, and eyeshadow that people (laughs) need to watch out for. You need a visual for how evil you are. Yes. Oh, it's very true. It's, uh, yeah. (laughs) As as the eyes get bigger, the darkness (laughs) gets bigger as well. Uh, That is so, I love having a fresh perspective on Gossip Girl because it was such a part of like, my high school experience and i think like it lives there yeah but then like <laughs> you're bringing me into like the <laughs> modern world and i'm like ah yes yes the show
1: so has some things going on <laughs> to that point what did you think of serena's mom not serena's mom um blair's mom Oh, I love Blair's mom. I love Blair's mom because that's who,
0: as like a young gay boy, that's who I wanted to be. My mom, I was like, yes, I want to be the daughter of a fashion, fashion girl, and and run the world. I want, to, I want to have all the fashion experience. Um, I, I, in hindsight, love her. Love her so much. She's so fabulous. I love
1: how she's unapologetically awful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was a line where she was like, Blair, you're never gonna be as happy, as thin, or as beautiful as you are right now. So enjoy <laughs> it. And I'm yes. like, whoa. You know you're horrible. You know that what you're saying is awful, but you're uh, you're into it.
0: It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it just it just brings me back to like that high school of watching it and being like, ooh, I don't know if I should be watching this. But okay, mm-hmm. so speaking of teen high school. You, I know you wanted to bring up another teen drama, which is Teen Wolf. So I, I've also never seen Teen Wolf. The only thing I know is that Jason Bateman was in, like, Teen Wolf 2, like, the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. And then I think Michael J. Fox was the original Teen Yeah. Movie. It definitely fits the arc of ridiculous fantasy (laughs) teen stuff yeah um there's a girl with really straight hair who's really stern and she's Mm -hmm. awesome but and it's like they also pin this like there's always like the good guys and then the bad guys but are they really good or really Uh, bad like there's a a kid becomes a werewolf scott mccall great Uh, he doesn't really want to but then there are werewolf hunters in town (sighs) of course um they're like just general hunters Mm -hmm. and falls in love with one of them but they're all part of the same friend crew so then they have to like become friends over time it's it's ridiculous but i feel like um they sort of branch it out a little bit more like i guess you didn't really watch the x-files but they don't just stick to like Um, mm -hmm. vampire or werewolf they're like Mm -hmm. you know what we can sample it all. Why yeah. not? So they pull yeah. out like bizarro things from other cultures that like you maybe wouldn't hear about as a mainstream mm-hmm. TV person. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fun. I'm learning. And these <laughs> are ridiculous monsters. Um, they team up with a banshee who is Lydia. Lydia is a super hot, intelligent redhead who just sees death everywhere, but she can't figure it out why. So there's mm. this whole arc about her maybe like having a history of mental illness, but that's also connected with her power. But it's all in the backdrop of everyone's hot, going to school and solving (laughs) crimes at night, which is perfect. Um, Truly the, the true recipe. Like that's also like the Pretty
0: Little Liars recipe. It's just like you go to school and then you solve murders at night.
1: Yeah. The thing that I loved about it is that it was... Like objectively garbage. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so, you said Good. that you would listen to stuff as background when you were making a collection. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing you can just put on in the background and be like, you know, I'm not going to tell everyone I love this, but I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. silly, like, phrases and plot devices and stuff. Mm-hmm. but like, they have the person who's not a superhuman thingy, who's mm-hmm. like the sidekick, who's really smart and awesome. Yeah. And then this array of other. Like supernatural critters who are just doing cool stuff, Ugh. and they date. There's gay characters. There's that's good. Uh, I always forget these. I always forget these brothers' names. But there's two twin brother actors who have like always been doing kind of this era um, of like fantasy TV. Or mm. I think they were even in Batman. But um, one of the actors is straight. One of the actors is gay, and they actually let that pan out in their roles. So like mm-hmm. one of them dated a woman in the show. One dated a man oh that's fun yeah i liked that so then what like mythical creature
0: do you want to see in like a next iteration of like hot high school mystery like what do you think we're missing in the lexicon here
1: um i mean i gotta say that this banshee idea was an was the first time i'd ever seen it like explored okay so what is a banshee i don't truly know I feel like banshee was an Irish legend about um, people, like um, banshee, like screeching, yeah. like you would. I think it was like screaming when and that meant that death was nearby or something. Uh, there okay. were sensors of death. I'm probably garbling what it actually means, but at least in <laughs> this context, um, Lydia would always like let out this violent shriek whenever she was like so pent up with like emotion or something. But she would get led to spots where people had just died. Um oh, so no. she was. Sort of like their little barometer for finding stuff. Yeah, she... metal
0: detector on the beach.
1: Yeah, yeah, metal detector for yeah. for death. <laughs> Wait, but is she like just
0: like a human who screams a lot, or is she like a creature with like horns and like a,
1: a slimy wig? No, she's hot. Okay, she's just a hot girl. Uh, she got scratched by a werewolf, and normally that would have turned her into a werewolf, but because her family had this latent ability, she kind of amped up her natural ability to sense mm. these things how very but, last of us Ooh, yeah i i just did you watch the season finale i certainly did obsessed with it okay i don't know if we're allowed to spoil anything but yeah l- l- let's still steer clear of some spoilers but ooh, it's a good episode yes, everyone very much that that vibe that similarity i kind mm-hmm. of liked that
0: um, I would like to see like eh, if they with like the little mermaid coming out I would love to see a mer- how they could do a mermaid murder ooh.
1: teen mystery. Yeah, cuz they the closest I can think of that is the shape of water, the Guillermo, del Toro, oh, yeah, the Guillermo yeah, yeah. del Toro movie, like it was dark, there was a lot of death and stuff in it, but it's it's not teen drama. You got to have the teen no. drama. I think it could
0: be you could have like a nymph thing. Like they kind of touched upon it in that show Wednesday, they had, like, I guess, sirens. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to see, like, full-on sea witch monster mermaids. Yeah.
1: So it's got to be near the water.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it's
1: going to be really sad that they're, like,
0: (laughs) they're like, I can't breathe for some reason. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like we have, like, you know, our splash. We have our little mermaid. We have very, like, happy mermaids. I want to see some dark monster murder mermaids.
1: Yeah, so it's got to be somewhere, like, cold water.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I I wanna, I'm trying to figure out where you would place it in America.
0: I mean, let's just go up to Seattle. I think crazy things are already happening with Twilight there. There could be mermaids.
1: Yeah, I like that. So, speaking
0: of coming up with crazy plot lines, I have a little bit of a game, David. Are you up for a game? <laughs> sure. Okay, great. So, um... We So in preparation for this, we were talking about how the CW is kind of like a breeding ground for some of these crazy shows with crazy plot lines. So this game is called C-Double Who? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some titles of some like one season long CW shows. And off the top of your head, just if you could give me what you think the show could possibly be about and then I'll give you the full synopsis, and I <laughs> bet that it'll be crazier than um, anything you can think.
1: Of. Okay, okay. you ready?
0: <laughs> Here we go. Let's do this. Okay, the first show
1: is called Runaway. It is about a, a, a girl with brown hair. Okay, good. Cw thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> who is at a new school. With no family to speak of, and she's fitting in until all of a sudden, a creepy figure—maybe a family member—comes back from her past <gasps> to catch Ooh. her. Ooh,
0: interesting. I like that. It is um, a little different, but I think it's, <laughs> the, the sentiment is the same. And I feel like the sentiment's going to be true for all these. Okay, so it says "Runaway" is about the life of the Hollands, an average middle-class American family. Great. Um, who moved to Iowa after uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. So they moved from New Orleans to Iowa. Um, And they appear as like this normal family. But it turns out the Hollands are actually a family called the Raiders from Potomac, Maryland. Great. Who are evading the law after their dad was convicted for a murder that he did not commit. And he like ran away. But... The raiders, the family, are being hunted by the person who actually did commit the murder. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's a good twist. It sounds so pretty good. Know. Yeah, it sounds like an easy recipe. It's like basically the sugar butter flour of um, <laughs> a teen drama, which I think is good. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, okay, this next one is called "Life Is Wild." <laughs>
1: oh, definitely. A family gets stranded in a jungle.
0: <gasps> mm, okay, I could see that. I could see that. It says, um, Life is Wild is about a New York veterinarian who <laughs> moves his second wife and their two sets of children to a South African game reserve run by his former father-in-law.
1: Okay, so they didn't get stuck in the wild or the jungle, but... Yeah,
0: but life is really wild for them. Mm-hmm life is wild um i think that's maybe more of a comedy one i want i i think it could use a monster element in there of like some Mm -hmm. some wild animal gets like cross contaminated with something and then there's a whole like like will they won't they murder me
1: situation Mm -hmm. it's called idris elba's beast and it's it's after streaming (gasps) oh my god it's also
0: (laughs) called cocaine bear
1: um (laughs) (laughs) just so good it's so good
0: (laughs) Okay, we have a we have a couple more and then I'll give you a bit of some creative control here. Okay, so this next one is called No
1: Tomorrow. I wonder if I watched some of this. I I probably didn't, but it's an apocalypse show, I'm guessing. And since they're all about families, it sounds like I mm-hmm. guess that a family is surviving the apocalypse. I didn't realize family was going to be a CW
0: cornerstone, <laughs> but here <if> we <you> are.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like it's
0: like family or like lack of family or like mis- like mystery family. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, you're you're right about the apocalypse. Yeah. It says this series follows a woman who lives in Seattle always in Seattle mm-hmm. and becomes involved with a free spirited man who inspires her to make an apocalypse in quotation marks, a list of things to do before the world ends, which she claims will be in eight months and 12 days. Uh, with the help of her friends, they try to find if he can be taken seriously while completing the bucket list.
1: I have seen this. It's got Joshua Sass in it. <laughs> it's that cute redhead. <laughs> Is it any good? no no (laughs) because he's basically like very cheery and like oh the world's gonna end so let's just like make the most of it and you're like this is detached i don't (laughs) trust you (laughs) where's your sense of fear (laughs) uh very seattle to me
0: very seattle all right this last one um is called ringer female boxer I like that. Um, no, it's way more complicated. Um, this, is a bit, this is a bit of a long one, um, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. So, Bridget Kelly, who's played by Sarah Michelle Geller, welcome back to the WBUPNCW, Sarah Michelle Geller, um, is a recovering drug addict and stripper in Wyoming. Um, she's under the protect- protection of the FBI. Uh, because she agreed to testify against her employer for a local uh, who's a local crime boss because she witnessed a murder which is basically the plot of sister act um (laughs) and so she's afraid obviously so she flees to new york to meet her estranged twin sister siobhan who she also plays obviously so yet again yeah Mm -hmm. we have like an estranged family and a murder and she's running away from it great Um, soon after Bridget's arrival, yeah, Bridget, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Bridget's arrival in New York, Siobhan, the twin, who has kept her sister's existence hidden from her family, yet again, hidden identity, appears, quote, appears to commit suicide by jumping into the ocean. Bridget then assumes Siobhan's identity and tries to fit in among Siobhan's wealthy social circle, um, including her husband, uh, stepdaughter best friend gemma and gemma's husband who she has been having an affair with um, the only one who knows that bridget is passing as siobhan is her narcotics anonymous sponsor um, <laughs> and bridget's life becomes more complicated when she discovers that her sister was being was hiding secrets of her own and believe it or not someone is trying to kill her <laughs> <laughs> and she's the
1: real killer all along
0: that um, is the most CW thing I've ever heard in my life it's every
1: other story you mention put together <laughs> yes,
0: it's so true
1: <laughs> it's so true and if you put Blake Lively in it then you would have a simple favor
0: oh my god 100% and you know
1: <laughs> I would watch it in theaters over and over again
0: Ugh, that's, <laughs> I'm obsessed with that it only ran for, like, one season. Um, so my guess is that the cliffhanger is like, ooh, someone's trying to kill me. And then, nah, no
1: more. Do you think when they do the twin stories, they're like, oh, easier, less actors? <laughs> They've <laughs> yeah. got the range.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Lindsay Lohan can do it. Hello, so can you, Sarah Michelle Gellar? hmm so good. <laughs> um, okay, so then the last one, I'm giving um, you a bit of a David's Choice. You are CEO, creative director of The CW what where are we what are we making
1: oof okay i don't think there's any like really good fantasy going on on the Mm -hmm. cw right now Mm -hmm. i mean i've I've sort of aged out of it so i feel like i don't have the knowledge that i used to but Mm -hmm. we need the next creature the next supernatural creature that's what should happen yep um it should connect to the rest of america so it can't be it can't be metropolitan new york cuz i i i i understand the poll of gossip girl but i don't think it was super relatable <laughs> Nope. <laughs> but it's got to be in a high school mm-hmm, because everyone goes to high school right yeah mm-hmm. um what is the most recent jason bateman netflix show that was super super dark oh ozark Ozark. I think we need a CW version of Ozark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not half bad. I think that's right in the in the wheelhouse of like, well, yeah, make yeah. Ozark a l- like slightly heightened campier, but like just as dark, but also very hot.
1: Yeah, and if you want to pull in that supernatural element, there's definitely gonna be like a drug turf war. Yes, about who's gonna traffic the stuff, and then the fam, and then Romeo and Juliet. It. Uh, Oh, you're so right. Oh, come
0: on, uh, CEO (laughs) of CW. Let's get that going. That's good.
1: Who do who do you think, or what do you think the main female character would look like? So I'm gonna drop this in. Let's drop this in Appalachia. Let's drop this in like Eastern Mm. Kentucky. I think it's. um,
0: I think it's has to be someone really hot, right? But it has to be someone. Oh, it's Appalachia. Appalachia. Um, I think, um, as opposed to straight um, brown hair, I'm going to say wavy brown hair. Um, I'm going to say... Maybe I'll go with just a brunette Anna Paquin from True Blood. I think that's the vibe. Yeah, I think so. Really strong. No bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Anna Paquin, oh my god, in True Blood, her her ponytail work in that first season is kind of unparalleled it's so bouncy it's so great she's amazing um visually in that show
1: love that yeah okay what's gonna be the male character from the dueling family now i'll say like i'm I'm not from appalachia i'm Mm. from like several hours west of it but Mm. a lot of people look like me you're gonna (laughs) see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of brown hair and a lot of pale skin well i mean I,
0: i I think you could fit in there. You're a very pretty man. Um, I don't know if with the beard we could pass for high school, but maybe with a shave? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I can be someone's parent with a 10-year differential. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think that's good. I I
0: will watch that. I will tune in for that. Um, And I'm also, I think it would fit in the lineup with all of these. But I have to say, I think my favorite one is Ringer, with Sarah Michelle Gellar playing her (laughs) own. Twin, which is a simple favor. Yes. Perfect. So good. Maybe stolen. Perfect. <laughs> so good. So, David, we are wrapping up our little podcast here. But um, I do have a weekly segment where I ask our guests what they're obsessed with in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So, David, what have you been obsessed with recently?
1: Ooh, recently. Um <laughs> this is very nerdy. Um, and I feel like gonna be very telling about how i spend my time on my phone the different versions of tiktok that find itself to me mm-hmm. are ridiculous and everyone's yeah. got their own vibe but for me there's a new video game out called hogwarts legacies oh giovanni's out. playing it um the stuff that people record and show are it's unhinged like it's unleashing every weird thing that it's like Westworld for our <laughs> real life like people are just murdering teachers left and right in the recording and putting it on i'm loving and obsessed with all this like legacies tiktok content where people mm. are going berserk in that fantasy world
0: <laughs> oh my god that's so good yeah because it's really taking so i guess it's like an open open um play type of game right i think so
1: yeah um, yeah I even that's saw amazing. a mod there was a mod where dobby had a handgun and was going around <gasps> shooting people oh my god well okay hello that's definitely a cw
0: show Oh, yeah yeah oh my god revenge of the Hogwarts revenge of the warts come on <laughs> well with that I just want to thank you so much for coming on David um before we go do you have any like socials or anything you want to promote or get out there into the world
1: oh yeah thanks for asking um I have an Instagram ha- instagram handle at calamity science mm-hmm. all one word um, that's where I've been doing some of my part-time job stuff so if you want to check out stuff that a lot of new york artists have been doing Mm -hmm. with me as the model check it out there yeah david is a fantastic figure model uh for all these really cool
0: illustrators and you get to see um some of the insane poses that he has to hold (laughs) um but then also some really amazing artwork um which yet again david your 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 um existence is one of thousands because you're a scientist you're a model you're you
1: support the arts you're a werewolf at night it's all of these things yeah i just can't sit i just gotta do it all i can't sit still which i'm noticing as i'm watching myself on this
0: screen (laughs) you're killing it and you absolutely killed it on this podcast and for those that liked this podcast i just want to make sure that everyone knows that you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at omdqpod That's O-M-D-Q-Pod. And let us know in the comments, like, what you're obsessed with. And who knows, maybe for season two, we'll make an episode about it. Also, feel free to leave a rating or review on anywhere you get your podcast because it really helps us out. All right, David, I love talking to you. Bye!